0: This week, we look at behavioral finance. What is behavioral finance? It's a field of study that examines how humans, through their behavior, make decisions, and those decisions affect their their finances and, and the results that they uh, get. And we're also gonna take uh, another look, uh, which we've done before, but we're gonna take another look at um, about the things that people do that, that harms them. And maybe you haven't thought about about some of these, and maybe this will give you some food for thought. And finally, we are gonna play another uh, version of Stump the Guru. So please stay with us, we got a lot to cover today. Asset allocation is really a driving force to how much your accounts are gonna grow.
1: Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist.
0: I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations.
1: Money Matters USA with Fred
2: Sade. Welcome to the podcast Money Matters USA. Fred Sade is founder and managing director of the fiduciary firm of the same name Money Matters USA. Fred a fiduciary in the financial services industry and arena for years and also holding a PhD in economics from Duke University. And Fred you're right we do have some really good stuff to get into and we are going to play stump the guru today with two questions. We'll let you know how you can uh, submit your question to Fred and try to stomp the guru, but Fred, I'm really interested, too, in how we're opening the podcast. Uh, it is interesting how how human psychology can affect our decisions in many ways, including financial decisions, so uh, behavioral finance we're covering today, Fred, and all the components yeah. of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, look, I, I, I am absolutely convinced uh, and have been convinced for a long time that behavioral finance is really... The concepts that are inherent in behavioral finance are really the way in which people actually uh, you know invest and, and I think that a lot of the other things are you know interesting, but I don't think that that's what uh, what drives uh, you know people uh, I, th- I think that these are behavioral issues and um, yeah, I mean uh, you know we talk about recency bias. Talk about people being overconfident in their judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, I, I think anchoring is uh, really very, very significant, um, and uh, you know, and and anchoring is is used uh, by 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 um, in advertising, in credit card offers. Look, we we all give in to anchoring. I mean, uh, you you have something that you could pay cash or on a debit card. You decide that you're going to use a credit card because you're going to get miles or you're going to get points, you're going to get other perks by using the credit card. That's a great example, you know, of anchoring. We we, we all get manipulated with... uh, you know, with anchoring. I mean, mm-hmm. actually, I, I, I wish I could have paid for my kids' college tuitions with 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 credit card
2: points. I would have gotten. Yeah, have oh my gosh! Yeah, by, yeah, but, yeah, you would you have know, traveled by, the world. Yeah. What yeah. what are you mentioned um, recency bias and there are other biases. I've heard of confirmation bias. What oh, what yeah. are what are they? those biases. Well,
0: conf- confirmation bias is is the tendency of people to look only for information that supports a pre-existing point of view. So they they will eliminate uh, and ignore and not and sometimes they won't even see anything which uh, uh, is contradictory uh, to an opinion that that they uh, already have. Don't we and, aren't uh, we like
2: that now? I mean in many ways the outside of finance people seem to be like that. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: yeah, that's that's true. I mean, look, you know, sometimes it's there's there's another phrase that's called heuristics. Uh, that that's a that's an always way of of acting. But you know what? That that is necessary. If you had to make you know thousands of decisions every day from. You know which shampoo to use, uh, uh, which soap to use, uh, what what to wear, uh, which which socks uh, you were. Gonna, I mean, it, I mean it's paralyzing. No, nobody uh, nobody could make all those decisions. So mm-hmm. You have to have some reflexive, automatic way of acting Absolutely. and of being, and that's what a heuristic. Uh, is but when it happen when when you have important decisions to make and your mind is closed then that can be uh difficult so i you know when i talk to people i ask them would you be open to considering and and then they will tell you uh, yes i'm open to considering another way of thinking about something uh, or some new information that i may not have or they say no uh, You know, I've made up my mind at this. I looked at this, and this is what I'm going to do. And, and nothing you can you can say, show me, or prove to me will, will change my opinion. Okay, right,
2: right. Fine. And it's almost, yeah. almost like a mental self-preservation, the confirmation bias, because yeah. you don't want to admit that you made a big mistake, and you try That's to right. confirm it. What is that, recency bias?
0: Yeah, well, recency bias is very dangerous. Uh, be, because people make the assumption that what happened in the past is going to happen in the future, and and I will say this: that mo- you know, uh, on every time we talk about any kind of financial product, where you know, where, where you can't. You know, know what the what the result will be. You know, unless unless it's a fixed interest type of thing where you, where you know where you can, where you can figure out what the interest is going to be or compound interest. I mean, you you can just figure that out. Mm-hmm. It's, that's no big deal. But I mean, if, if there's any kind of uh, um, uh, uncertainty or risk element or probability involved, and you don't know, you know, then it becomes an issue uh, uh, where, where you can't have the the kind of certainty uh, that that you're. Um, you know, assuming uh, will will be the outcome, but then you're looking for measurements and those measurements are always backward looking. So even if you say, you know, past performance is no guarantee of future performance, the fact is what are the metrics that you're using? They're always in the past. And, 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 and that's, that's the truth of the, you know, of, of the matter. So we're, we're walking forward, looking, looking backwards. And, and, you know inventors of these metrics are going to will deny that that's the case but Mm -hmm. but they can deny it all they want but but your every metric that that you can that you can name is backward is backward looking uh the only thing that is not backward looking is scenario a scenario planning which we which we use from the software that we uh that we use and and um it's all based on on realistic scenarios. You don't want to use hypotheticals, you know, because then you can be in an argument. Well, would this happen? or Would it not happen? But no, uh, you know, if, if uh, uh, you you want to use realistic uh, scenarios, uh, for example, uh, if the Federal Reserve keeps on tightening, what's the impact on your portfolio? That's a realistic, you know, a um, uh, scenario. Uh, on, on the on the other hand. You know, if, if you say, uh, uh, "Will uh, uh, will a um, will the oil companies uh, go out of business tomorrow?" and what will that what will that be the impact on the price of energy? That's not a realistic scenario. I know I'm taking an extreme example, yeah. but you know, yeah. but just for this conversation, it, I'm just trying to be uh, you know be striking. You know, another loss aversion is um is interesting because there's another aspect to loss aversion which which you know is that people the people are more concerned about losing money than than gain than gaining yeah they want to gain but what hurts more making uh, losing money or 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 do you get more enjoyment out of losing money or do you get more enjoyment out of out of making money mm-hmm. so i mean that's pretty obvious what the answer is but there's another um Impact to that, and it's called the disposition uh, effect. The disposition effect is very important because it tells us why people hang on to uh, losing uh, positions, losing investments, and and they and they sell winners uh, too quickly. So we always hear that people people uh, try to time the market, but they mistime it. They they get out of the market. Uh, you know, at, at the wrong time and they get into the market at, at the wrong time. And this position effect is what is, is the you know, corollary that hangs off uh, loss uh, uh, aversion. And, and I, you know, there, there are tons of, uh, you know, of, of behavioral uh, aspects, but these are some of the uh, uh, important uh, of the really important ones that, that drive people's decision making. Oftentimes, it, they're not aware of uh, you know of what uh, it is, and you know, I, I think anchor, anchoring is is I think also uh, very important. I mean, if, if you if you look at you know at at some something whatever it is, and there's a price on it, and then you look at something else, and there's another price on it. You look at a third thing, there's another price on it. You are going to measure everything the second third fourth choice from the first choice so let let's say the first choice is a $1000 mm-hmm. and and the next choice is $200 you're going to say the $1000 is too expensive and if the if the third choice is $150 and then the the, the final choice is $3000 you're going to say oh well i'm just going to go with the least expensive you know, choice, but because your your frame is, is the is the thousand dollars. Right, so that, That's right. what anchoring. Okay, uh, that was you know, what you first saw. About.
2: About. First impression, right? <laughs> well, that, 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 is,
0: that is that is correct, and and that's another reason uh, why in many in the set in many sales salesmen uh, will say that uh, you know I want to get there first because I I want to I want to set the uh, mm-hmm. the ground rules. Uh, so that everybody else is comparing to me.
2: What, uh, what about perception um, and how that factors in, in in someone's financial strategies? You know, they say perception is reality, but it really isn't.
0: No, it's not. And, and th- this is where uh, Tversky and Kahneman, who, you know, who we know for prospect theory or aversion loss theory. But uh, they did uh, they did some of the groundbreaking research on framing. Uh, which is how um, how you present information, how you present something, will will um, affect how decisions are made. And then uh, they there's a very, they did a very very famous um, experiment, kind of like you know remember when you were a kid they. Or I, I hope when you were a kid. They, well, now I'm giving away my age, uh, which anybody can find on the internet.
2: You mean anyways. we roll There's those things thing. down the street, those wheels with yeah, a stick?
0: Post, you know, okay. the yeah, the post office game, you know that yeah, yeah well, well, that's that, that's essentially what what they did. They validated it. They they took they took a statement mm-hmm. and and everybody then you know modified the statement. And what they found is that if you then took the took that at the end. People will believe a false statement or a false narrative if it's framed properly, uh-huh. even though it is patently 100% false. But if you repeat that often enough and you frame it properly with, with just enough information, then, then people will believe it. So uh, the, the big lie, if you will, is effective because <clears throat> it, there are, it starts out with a with statement that's factually true. Mm-hmm. It may have a second statement that's true, and after that, it builds a narrative that is that is untrue, but people but people believe it because they're exposed to only that 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 set of uh, criteria, and and then they they uh, believe it. A lot and of sales so in
2: this, I've noticed in this conversation. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It sounds like a lot yeah. of sales, some sales tactics. When want to hear you talk?
0: Oh, absolutely. Look, we we are all we are all manipulated. I mean, anyone, any you know, I, I try to eliminate all ads on, uh, or, you know, on TV and mm-hmm. whatnot. But sometimes you can't. Um, you're going to get them. Uh, I, yeah, radio is, and uh, is full of them. Some some satellite stations have have ads. Uh, most do not.
2: Or just driving. But, if you think how we're inundated with advertising through the yeah. day, just taking a walk, <laughs> anything you do.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, well, um, a- advertising marketing uh, takes advantage of of these behavioral. Um, uh, uh, biases in order to manipulate us to get to get to that desired, you know, to get to that um, desired outcome. Um, yeah. Another good example is I happen to eat a a cereal, which my wife thinks is is so bad she doesn't understand how I can eat it. I have to admit I can't eat it every day, but every seven I'll eat it at least uh, three or four times. And uh, this thing looks like Fruit Loops, and and but it's not Fruit Loops. <laughs> it's not, it's Is not made it? with any fruit. Oh, it has monk fruit. Yeah, uh-uh. But, it, but it's, it's, it's high protein, uh, low carbs, uh, almost no sugar, and uses monk fruit, and it tastes awful. Oh really?
2: Uh, is it yeah. healthy? If it's that bad, it yeah. must be healthy. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, it's not fried, <laughs> uh, uh, right? Oh man! You know, um, here's another thing too that interests me is the the herd behavior, and and I, that probably is in the worst case in financial yes. moves.
0: Oh God, yeah uh, it 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 really, uh, it it really is. Um, if if people think that. The majority of people are doing X Y and Z they will think that they're wrong and that if if the majority of people are doing X y and Z you know the in a room full of people with blonde hair you know they're the red-headed kid who stands out so they say I got to be wrong and and so uh, they they will change their point of view uh, even if they Didn't initially think that that point of view was uh, correct. Now you know sometimes when you're working with a team, uh, you designate one person to to be the person who is outside of the consensus to avoid groupthink, and this person under no circumstances is allowed to agree uh, with the group, and this this is intended to avoid herd behavior and um when you are doing uh planning uh for people you you have to be able to overcome uh this kind of uh herd thinking and herd uh behavior and uh, th- this is where it becomes challenging uh, because you have to show mathematical scientific or uh, economic uh proofs uh, some, uh sometimes with software sometimes with charting uh, to uh, and sometimes with uh, the research, uh, and, and to demonstrate that that uh, that what the, the, that what you're saying is is accurate, uh, and the recommendation is based on you know mathematics, uh, science, economics, uh, and, and that these are valid recommendations. Irrespective of the fact that uh, they may run counter to uh, commonly held beliefs, whenever somebody says it's a it's a commonly held beliefs, you know, then then you know all of a sudden my my antenna, you know, right. uh, go up because that's very dangerous because now you're generalizing uh, about about whatever it is you're 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 advocating or talking, you know, about and and your know your, your common wisdom is you know that. That assumes that everybody's the same. Uh, everybody, everybody is different, and, and, and you have to treat them you know, where you find them. And, and you have to deal with, with the issues that they want to deal with when they want to deal with them, and the problems that they want to solve uh, when they want to solve them. And then not default you know, to this. It's a commonly held belief that, you know, it, unless, unless it, it's a false belief. And you want to demonstrate that it's false. Otherwise, you know you you ha- you have to have them tell you, you know what their attitudes are what's their attitude toward money what do they want their money to do for them what are their goals what did what are what are they trying to do is it is it all arbitrary you know that that magical million dollars got to have a million dollars can't can you know want it need it got to have it can't live without it mm-hmm. you know it's the kind of thing that a 5 year old would say you know when they're in the toy store when they they when they you know with a shiny new toy that that makes strange noises and that's the thing that you know they don't have and they want uh, but it's no different. It's just an, an adult version uh, it, of, of that.
2: It seems like, though, all the or if not all um, the majority, it seems to me, the, the brilliant, innovative, great people in history. Uh, whether it was in the way back in the past and they were called heretics or now they're called (laughs) nutcases, but they're the ones who are are told, Oh, you're crazy. And it turns out they weren't, it seems like how, how did those people break away from that herd behavior, the the social influence? That is not
0: easy. Uh, That's not easy uh, to do. Um, You have to be willing, you have to be willing, you know, to work hard, you know, at it. I mean, it's it's like it. It's a job, and you know, if if you're going to do that job right, you have you have to be willing to stand to stand back and and exa- Is this true? You have to be able to ask that question. Is this true? Do I believe it? And um, why am I believing this? And this is this is where your, your recency bias and anchoring, uh, loss aversion, dispersion effect. Um, all these biases now come into, you know, in, into play. Um, p- oftentimes, people don't want to work, you know, that uh, as hard as, as it is. I mean, people have been able to throw a dartboard, you know, uh, at, at, at the equity you know, market. And as long as the Fed was, was uh, putting stimulus into, you know, the equity markets, you could do, you could do pretty well. In, in the equity uh, markets, uh, following a momentum uh, approach, I'm not opposed to momentum. I think at the end of the day, momentum is still an effective strategy. But the truth of the matter is that that people are going to pay are going to pay good money for growth, they, uh, because growth produces uh, income, it produces cash flow, produ- it produces earnings. People will always pay for that. They may pay for value, they may not be willing to pay for value. So while I'm looking at my my terminal right now and today everything is uh you know is is up Uh, yesterday everything was was beaten down and and today uh uh everything is 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 up uh so you know this is uh this is is a lot of tactical investing uh, to take advantage of of what is uh you know of, of what is um available um Look, you know, people make behavioral decisions uh, largely get driven by, you know, by by emotion, and um, you know, uh, oftentimes people make decisions based on on emotion and then use facts uh, in order to justify the decision that they uh, that they that they make. I mean, you, you can't you can't you know stand up there and lecture uh, to people. You, you really you really have to work with people where they're at and, and help them overcome. The, the biases that that they're that you're, you know that are willing to overcome where, where they're willing to be introspective, um, which is why to be to be very truthful about it, my, I, I like to work with um, w- with people who are analytical, and most of my clients are in analytical, uh, close measurement uh, occupations and, and professions. Uh, I, I I find that uh, that that I, that I can work best with them. And, and yeah, they, they may uh, take a longer period of time to, to come to a a, uh, a decision, but uh, uh, but you, by the time we get there, they're not second guessing uh, themselves, and, uh, and and they're not. Uh, you know, look, they can be exploited too, but but by the time we, we, we do that, they uh, you know they 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 have proved to themselves. You know that they can take the watch apart put it back together understand how it ticks, and they're fine with that they're buying that watch and uh and, and I, i'm i'm much better off working with people like that because our, our whole process is very um uh, you know analytical and and very uh detailed and um you know we use we use a we use we guarantee that we will meet four times the uh, typical advisor meets three times meet once get your information meet two present the plan meet the third time move money uh, we we guarantee a minimum of four meetings and sometimes we can go six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve whatever it takes for that person to be satisfied you know, that they understand it. and the other thing is uh, this when you're doing financial and retirement income planning it's not a one and done you got to think of it as as you, you are planting a a garden and you, and, the, and, you, and you have to prepare the soil, prepare the topsoil, uh, dig, dig it out, uh, put your seeds in, cover it up with feed, water, hoe, Whatever it is you gotta you gotta you gotta do uh, to get to the you know to get to the harvest and mm-hmm. this is what a farmer does this is what you have to do so it's the same thing with with planning when you're doing planning it's not a one and done this has to be done uh, reviewed constantly to make sure you're on track to see what has changed to see what adjustments need to be made and, and to be certain. That uh, that everyone uh, involved is is satisfied with with where we where you are, and if we're not, then you know then we have to make uh, adjustments. Uh, it's uh, you know when, when people do people have the attitude, oh I did that, I did it once, uh, I don't need to do anything. But life changes. Life is changeable. Uh, think, you know you're not the same person today that you were five years ago, nor are you the same person you're going to be five years from now. You're in a different place. So I mean, all of this is is necessary, and, and frankly, that's why red light on the dashboard. I I, I look at it, I look at it as as our uh, planning process, you know, on 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 steroids, because we we are uh, we give people a very very comprehensive uh, you know approach that that we use. We give them very detailed uh, material. Everything is written out. Uh, uh, for them, we want to make sure that, uh, that they understand that, that they get uh, answers to questions that are the most difficult, the toughest uh, for them and the challenges. And, and we want to make sure that they get uh, a clear plan uh, so they know exactly uh, where, where they are, so they know how they're going to be successful, and we can relieve
2: their, uh, their worries. Well, and that's part of that process. In fact, Fred does open his schedule every week. Knowing this podcast comes down on Friday. Uh, If you would like to schedule with Fred, you can call 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188. And you can also visit his website, which is moneymattersusa.net. He mentioned the red light on the dashboard. Click that when you visit. And we'll tell you another thing you can do. In fact, in a moment, we'll tell you how you can. submit your question to Fred. We'll take a quick break. Fred is going to cover some ways to avoid wasting money in retirement. That's on the way. And we've got a couple of questions on Stump the Guru still to come on Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade, his firm is Money Matters USA. His website is moneymattersusa.net. In a moment, I'll tell you how you can submit a question to Fred uh, for Stump the Guru, but also you can visit uh, past podcasts there, too, if you go to Money Matters USA. And also be sure to click on his red light on the dashboard tab. We're going to look at, before we get into Stump the Guru with Fred, we're going to look at some ways to avoid wasting money, In retirement, and I, I don't know if you call this a waste or a lack of proactive strategies and anticipation of what healthcare costs could be, but certainly a lot of money can leak out if you do ignore that.
0: Yeah, I think healthcare uh, healthcare is usually an expense that most people uh, ignore, and um, it's really important to, to factor. That in because uh, if you if you look at um, Blanchett's uh, smile diagram, the uh, the upper portion of that diagram where, where spending uh, resumes, in in other words, spending is high at the beginning, drops, uh, just like the smile, it drops, and then as you go up the the back end of the curve for the smile. Uh, spending uh, increases once again becomes significant but but it's usually for health care um, and, and it's not it's not just for the insurance the co-pays prescription drugs uh, but it also can be for for care that is not uh, that is not covered not compensated uh, and and Medicare doesn't uh, pay you know Medicare says it pays for high for a high amount of care now, now truthfully Medicare is the largest single expense of, of the federal uh, healthcare. I should say, is the largest single expense of the federal government, and that, that, includes, uh, that includes Medicare. So uh, you, you need to anticipate that, that you're going to have significant out-of-pocket expenses. And, and that needs to be uh, prepared for. Uh, and the other thing, of course, is is that with extended longevity, uh, we d- we do have diseases and things that that we never had be- that people never had to be treated before because they were deceased. They didn't have this extensive longevity. And of course, there's always long-term care expenses that need to be uh, considered. Uh, how you how you're going to pay
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for that? And I don't want to get up on a soapbox. Uh, here, but I, but I think that people who say, "Well, I'm going to self-pay," that that's that's a dream because you're 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 either going to consume assets and income, and if you're married, you're going to leave the survivor in a terrible place uh, because you you know people assume that oh this is going to be over quickly. Well, not necessarily. I mean you can look you can look at it in short claims and, and people can go out you know uh not just uh, two and a half or three and a half years, you can go out nine, ten, fifteen uh sixteen years. I mean people can be perfectly healthy and have dementia or Alzheimer's uh, today that does that has no impact on your biological longevity.
2: What i um, and and just on touching on long term care. Uh, what can you do, uh, or, or set in place outside of long-term care insurance?
0: Well, you, I mean, you a lot, a lot of a um, uh, of annuity products have long-term care benefits. Life insurance could be can be uh, used, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for that purpose. Um, you could have a large emergency fund, but you know, you have to be clear. What you're going to use that fund uh, for. Uh, so it's usually going to be for medical expenses or something that you didn't. Need. You know, it, it, all these events are not necessarily black swan events, uh, these are things that are going to happen that you should be prepared. Uh, in order to fund them in, in some way. And, you, ha- and you, ha- you, you need to look at these as, as what, what are your income substitutes, because that's what long-term care insurance is. Re- regardless of how it's delivered, whatever the delivery vehicle is, you're, you're creating an, 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 uh, a parallel source of income, and that source of income is going to be used to pay for long-term care uh, type expenses it doesn't have to be in a facility it, it, most long term care is is rendered in the home everybody wants to be there it's not always it's not always possible uh you know and and then it may slide into hospice and that and and there you get pretty substantial uh, medicare benefits mm-hmm. for you know for hospice
2: uh, looking at now, here's a situation where maybe you're not wasting it, but you could be leaving it on the table regarding your Social Security claiming decisions.
0: Yeah, that, that's, the big, that's the biggest thing. Uh, people don't believe that Social Security will be there for them. Uh, it will be right now. Uh, Social, Security, Social Security is really a demographic problem. When Social Security was created, there were 20 workers for each person retired. Now it's three for every retired. That's going down to two. Eventually, we get to one to one. So, I mean, this is this is purely a demographic. Right now, um, the general account of the federal budget pays for five percent of Social Security care. Uh, you know, since 1994, um, Congress has been told repeatedly. Uh, that by 2023 uh, we were going to be facing a challenge in Social Security, and that funds would run out by 2034, 2035. This is nothing new. They've known this since since, uh, since the early uh, 1990s. Just Congress hasn't done anything uh, about it. So uh, our, people should have a maximum Social Security strategy. Uh, you know there. You know, some people will need to claim early, uh, but most people will not. And uh, th- this is, um, you know, it's important because of the amount of income that Social Security generates. You know, a uh, a, a person you know is wasting money. Now, I, I know that the usual plug figure is one hundred to one hundred twenty-five thousand, but it can be more than that. I mean, that's not that's not carved in stone uh, that came down from a mountain. That that is, uh, it could be uh, two hundred thousand. It could be three hundred thousand. Just depends on on the amount of income that uh, that the um, you know, that your Social Security is going to be based on, uh, and how many years you've worked, and and uh, and and how high the the maximum contribution, whether you're at max contributions. So optimizing Social Security is really is really Im- Im- important. Do it even if it does get cut. Twenty-three percent. If you, if you uh, do you? <laughs> it's a real simple question. I mean, if, if you just took it because you could get it, you, that's going to be cut. Even if you have a max strategy, that's going to be cut. But you're still going to get more money even on a cut max strategy than you would by by just jumping for the money uh, because it was available. And let's not forget, uh, Social security penalizes you uh, be, because there are threshold limits. Uh, which cuts back on, on on the amount of money, uh, depending on what your income level is.
2: We actually so, have a question coming up on Social Security. So yeah, you're definitely yeah, going to yeah. be talking more about that. Uh, well, how can we be best proactive in the area of taxes, where um, many people do overpay?
0: Yeah, they do. Tax, tax planning is widely important, Um uh, uh, I, I consider CPAs to be tax historians. They, they look at what you did and, and generate the return. Uh, we, uh, we walk a fine line, but when you're doing retirement, planning and retirement income planning, you want to manage uh, taxes, and you want to manage them effectively. And you, you do that through your distribution strategies. You do that through uh, where particular assets are, are being held, uh, the, and these are you know, t- taxable, tax-deferred uh never taxed that is tax free and where you put those assets and how you mix that for uh, in your withdrawal sequence that cadence is is really important and that will that will impact uh you know your taxes um and yeah where, where you, you some years you want to get as close to the zero bracket as you possibly can it's not it's not likely that you get it in all years but uh you don't want to be in in the zero bracket all the time because you may have deductions uh, that are wasted if you are in the zero bracket. So that, that, that's, a, that's a tax management uh, issue. Uh, which we do our best to work with uh, accountants, uh, CPAs, uh, tax preparers, uh, enrolled agents. Uh, where we have the most problem with them is on Roths. Uh, because most of them want want you to pay the least amount of tax you can pay currently and 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 Roth is is a tax arbitrage play uh and uh and, and you know it, it, you do have to pay the tax uh, up front but you're you're betting that taxes in the future are going to be higher than they are right now and and I think that's a good bet yeah. and again that's that's a problem of uh, that that we have with uh, with demographics uh, alone uh, some, someone has to, has to pay that bill. And, um, there, there's just no other way to say it.
2: Yeah. Um, you yeah, that would be a safe bet on uh, where taxes are going to go How, uh, fees. Um, uh, a lot of those, uh, hidden or, or maybe it just better to say a lot of people are not aware really of the fees or an understanding of the fees that they pay
0: no that's true uh and, and we we look to see uh to ha- how to minimize and, and eliminate uh fees, but that's no guarantee and in other words if if uh, if a fund manager for example is doing a good job uh and is proactive and let's say that the fee's a little higher maybe 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 that fee is justified uh because the the their result uh you know warrants it uh but we 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 try to relate fees to to the amount of uh, to the amount of assets that that are being lost uh, because because of the fees, um, and uh, we uh, we have software that can dig dig in, and the algorithms can dig in and and get to what the uh, actual fees uh, are, and sometimes you have other expenses that people don't think about, such as trading costs um that are, are not necessarily considered uh, and maybe uh, there are other uh, expenses that, that um, where there might be some wastage uh, uh, an example would, would would be let's say a fund a fund has uh, money coming in it has money going out uh, and and maybe on, on a day of high, of high uh, withdrawals uh, from from a fund um you know, there's a friction there because the fund manager has to sell something or maybe a lot of things in order to get to cash. So, you know, there's, there's friction there because of cash burn so that you can't always be fully invested because then you wouldn't have any cash to, to meet redemption expenses. So that's, uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's a quick primer. You know, on fees, uh, you don't uh, e- even in the um, SEC's best interest rules and the DOL's best interest uh, rules, uh, it, they they make it clear that that uh, the lowest fees are not necessarily the driving consideration uh, for making a decision. It it may be, but it may not be because there may be something else that. Uh, well, as I said, that 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 justifies and warrants the higher fee be, because they have a better outcome, and, and they need and they
2: need to charge more in order to get to that outcome. And uh, finally, estate planning—it's uh, something in, in that is that for everyone in some form or fashion.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, you want look, everybody, every—it's—it's it's not fair. You know, everybody has a mess in their life, and it's up to you to clean up your mess. Don't, don't, don't leave it. You know, for your spouse or your family to have to deal with it. So, even if it's it's very, very basic, a basic will, um, uh, uh, a power of attorney, a, a healthcare power of attorney, healthcare proxy. Uh, th- these are these are pretty basic documents that everybody uh, ought to uh, have. Uh, and if it's more sophisticated. Uh, than that you know then uh, you know then you should be consulting with a competent uh, estate planning uh, attorney and, and if it's more complicated estate and financial uh, uh, planning uh, attorney uh, and also you know, depending on your asset mix we have a lot of uh, tax deferreds and you want to have someone who, who knows how to handle the beneficiary aspects of those tax deferreds and and we get you know we get so many questions on 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 uh, you know, on required minimum distributions and uh, on on how to handle those, and 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 uh, you know, this is this is, the IRS made this so very confusing, uh, and Congress chose not to do anything about this in the Secure Act 2.0. So right now it stands. Now I should say that these are still provisional regulations, so they're not finalized yet. So Congress could step in. But, you know, right now, I think—I'm not sure Congress has enough bandwidth to be able to do that, because they've got to deal with, uh, with budgeting. They have to deal with the debt ceiling. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think that's—right uh, that's, now, I think that's all-consuming. And the Secure Act 2.0 needs a technical corrections uh, uh, bill. I think there's widespread agreement now that that, that is a necessary— uh step and you know that probably uh tack it on to some kind of must pass legislation but um yeah i say everybody should have estate planning the extent of the state the estate planning really depends on uh you know on your situation but estate planning today is really part of financial planning because most people don't have uh, 24 million uh, plus you know in in assets Uh, so for those people who do god bless you and uh, you need more uh, sophisticated planning for those who do not. You need you need some good, solid, basic planning. But like everything else, it's not a one and done uh, thing, Things change, and uh, every few years, uh, I'd say every, you know, ten years at least, uh, you should relook at those uh, documents, and and especially. Power of attorney should be looked at every two years, and healthcare proxies should be looked at. Uh, healthcare directives should be looked at every couple of years to, to make sure they're still valid. So that's uh, that's my take uh, on on uh, on the estate planning.
2: Okay, yeah, make sure you uh, got the strategies in place so you're not wasting money in retirement. Now I mentioned the website, and that again is moneymattersusa.net And if you click the podcast tab, you'll see the drop down for Stump the Guru, and that is how. You you can submit your question to Fred. And thanks so much. I mean, they're really coming in, Fred. We have two this week. Yep. So I'll go ahead and get into it. Now keep in mind if you stump Fred, he'll make it worth your while. Uh I here. Will. Uh, I don't know if they'll <laughs> stump you on this one, but it's an interesting question you got for the first one. What is what is the most important lesson you, Fred, have learned in the past year?
0: Well, it's a very good question. I had to really think about uh about that, and um, finally, I decided that recency bias is what I would say is the most important thing, most important lesson that I that I would that I've learned. I think that people expect that the future is going to look no different than the past, and that means that they are repeating the same behavior and they, it, it, which was successful in the past, but they're doing it now in the future. And, you know, whether, is it going to work out for them? But the present is different. The, the present situation is very different. I mean, in, in the recent past, we had low inflation, we had low to zero interest rates, uh, Federal Reserve that was really pumping up the uh, equities. And we have the opposite right now. Um, I mean, you can make a very sound case that we have stagflation. Right now, uh, and if it, but it really depends on which sectors of the economy, you know, you're looking at. For example, if, if you look at healthcare, that's driving. I mean, that's like a pile driver. I mean, it's going on all 15 cylinders. You know, you look at other sectors. You look at um, the internet. You look at technology. I mean, that's that's challenging. So I, I would say recency bias, but I think that uh, the present situation calls for different thinking. And I think we need different strategies and, and different tactics. And what happened in the past is not necessarily relevant in the future. So, yeah, the past may repeat in some ways, but it never repeats in the same way. So that that's my take. But okay. a great question.
2: Yeah. It really got me thinking. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and it is a good question, just probably not one that you could anyone could stump you on. But hey, the real the real goal, though, though, is with your questions to get good information from Fred. And he'd love to talk to you and get further into that. So another way to reach out to Fred is 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. And now the final question, our uh, the second question here concerns a lot of conversation recently about Social Security claiming the listener wants to know, are there any valid reasons to wait to claim Social Security? Why not claim it as soon as possible? Do you, do you agree or disagree with early claiming?
0: Well, the first thing I'll say is that there's, there's no right answer on claiming. <coughs> you can justify you know, any decision. Now, some people um, justify early claiming not because the uh, individual the husband and wife or a couple, whatever it might be, need the money. What they're they're looking at Social Security as an investment. And what they're saying is if I claim early and I take that money, which I do not need, I don't need it right now for present consumption. I'm going to invest that money and I can do better than than what Social Security would do if I deferred that, to either normal retirement date or to age uh, seventy, and uh, some people believe that. And believe me, uh, when I say that, some advisors also believe that, and they advocate uh, early, early claiming. Now, I I think that if you're in poor health, and you have reduced life expectancy, and you're single, you should claim. If you're married, um, you might want to claim as well, with the, w- because you know that at death, one one of those, Social Security checks, it, it will go away, and um, perhaps your spouse has a higher, uh, has a higher benefit, and she might uh, defer uh, the retirement benefit and, and just take spousal benefit. Well, any anyway, you know that has to be worked out based on. You know, uh, on on your on your own uh, circumstances. Um, Now, here another. Now, here's a good example of fallacy. Okay, Uh, one of the arguments for making for claiming early is saying, "Well, your break-even point comes sooner." That's false. You break uh, deferred claiming gets you to the break-even point faster. Now, if you if you think about this, you'll see why. It does because you're getting a larger amount of money quicker as opposed to getting a smaller amount of money over a longer period of time. So the, 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 the um, break-even point argument is a complete fallacy. Um, and again, there's research uh, that backs up what I just uh, said. Um, you know, if, you, if you're only working part-time, um, if you got laid off, you know, because uh, your job was, was cut, um, and the best you can do right now is is part part time work. You might need Social Security just to make ends meet. Um, maybe you had to stop working soon because, um, well, maybe maybe your your health, maybe your skill set uh, was eroded and it wasn't in. Nobody was willing to pay for it uh, any longer, or maybe the industry contracted in size, or maybe you're taking care of a relative or a spouse um all these are are valid reasons now if you're thinking again, if you're thinking about social Security as an investment and you believe you can get a better return by uh, by going now and at doing it an early rather than claiming um you know that that may have been true at at one at one time and people would do that then they would, if you remember, uh, Dave, that, that people would then pay back Social Security, and then and Social Security would say, "Okay, you never claimed," and then they would defer out, you know, to uh, to age seventy. But that's hard to do, you know. Now, uh, even if interest rates are high, it doesn't change the fact that uh, the the market is very very un- unpredictable. Um, Finally, the other argument that you get is uh, Social Security is going to disappear, it's going to be cut back, and, uh, and if I don't get it while it's available, uh, you know, I'm making a terrible uh, mistake. Personally, uh, my, I, I'd say develop a maximum cash flow strategy, wait as long as you, as, as you can. It, it, if you have to claim early, then, then the spouse with the lesser amount should claim early, the spouse with the larger amount claim later. I think you have to have a strategy because if Social Security is just too important as an income source, um, you know, to, to just, you know, willy-nilly without any, without any strategy. Uh, you know, for couples, there's more than 800 strategies. Uh, for single individuals, there's about eight strategies uh, right now. So uh, these, are the, these are the considerations that I can come up with. Maybe there are others, uh, but, but these are the ones that are relevant uh, for me, and that's, you know, that's my thinking on this.
2: I do have a follow-up question for you on Social Security just to try yeah. to get an understanding of it. Let's say, um, see if you can follow along with me. I've, I had to kind of draw it out in a diagram. Let's say you uh, claim at 62 and um, – and it takes you four months to get to that earnings cap of twenty-one two forty. Mm-hmm. Um so in that four and you get a thousand a month. I'm just an right. even number, just using that. So in that four months up to you hit twenty one two forty, you got the full thousand a month, so you got four thousand dollars. Right. And, and the way I see it since after you hit 21, 240, they take a dollar away from every two they give you. So that looks like sounds like 50% to me. So the way I see it for the remainder of the year, 8 months you're getting 500 a month. Now, I know that they probably will pay you the full amount and you'll just owe that to them when you do your taxes the next year. First off, is that correct? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 let me tell you something, they are extremely
2: aggressive. So be Um, sure to pay it back, in other words.
0: Oh, if you don't pay it back, they come after you full bore. I have clients who... Uh, have done what you're suggesting because they, they, they and it's not it's not it's not a, it's not a, a uh, you know a bad strategy, you know even if you only got two months worth of it's still two months worth of income, but what happens is they they get your income tax return they go through it and say, ah you, you we paid you incorrectly you shouldn't have got it you were never you weren't eligible blah 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 and they come after you. they come after you full bore. And they won't make any
2: payment deal with you. They don't care where you get the money. You got to pay it back. Okay. Uh, um, so it, it, l- let's say though, l- let's just say, and based on that thousand a month, I know for most people, it's higher than that, uh, that you, you got the full thousand a month for 12 months. But after your month four, when you hit 21, 240, you put 500 away to pay in taxes. So l- 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 let's say you did that. Now, uh, I, I, I know that you're getting a reduced amount if you claim it's 62. Um, but you pay and you go ahead that year and pay. So they then they know what your salary is when you've done your right. taxes and they know what you paid. You paid that $500 a month for eight months uh, back to the government. Um, yep. The next year when you're 63 and that year you're 63 – well, they just automatically then once uh, prorated on the amount they paid minus what you paid in taxes.
0: No, they're going. You'll
2: they're just going, owe it again. They'll pay you the full amount. Yeah,
0: you're gonna you're gonna owe it again. Presumably, presumably there's there's nothing for them to you know to to, to claim a refund against you. i assuming that you did exactly what you said. Um, you know you'd be you'd be able
2: to seems like uh, then the next year they would go on the assumption that the same thing would happen with the same salary and they would just prorate and give you whatever that prorated would be in yeah, other words that, my but no you're saying it'll be the same scenario you best put that 500 aside for eight months because yeah. you're going to owe it again now um okay all right so then let's say your full retirement age is 67. They will then, on that scenario, they will owe you back and they'll probably pay it incrementally, but $20,000 because once you hit full retirement age, okay, so, and probably they would do that incrementally.
0: Yeah, they will do it. They, they, every, every, uh, at the beginning of each year, you, you'll get an, you'll get uh, the increased bump. You get one increased bump. uh, And they, they, they don't pay it out in a lump sum. The, The only way you get a lump, well, there are two ways that you can get a lump sum. Um, I've had some clients tell me that at age sixty-nine and six months, they've gotten phone calls from the internal, from from the Mm -hmm. Social Security office, Uh and uh, what they said was, you know, you don't have to wait. We'll give you a lump sum. We'll, we'll, We'll lump sum you out right now. And uh, and then go ahead and claim. So the question to me was, should I do that? And the answer is no. That sounds like a not, scam.
2: Number one, what they call it's
0: you. Not, it's, yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said, look, you, you're you you they're not telling you the fact that you that you're claiming before before age 70. So basic, basically, they're, they're giving you a, a, small, a nice amount of money. Let's say they're giving you $5,000, which is which is approximately what, what they were offering. Mm-hmm. I said, but you're going to get a permanently reduced you know, payment. So wait the six months out and, and get the higher amount. Now, let's say you're at age 70. You don't need the money. Go six more months. That's when they'll give you a lump sum payment. Okay. And as long okay. as that lump sum does not reduce your Social Security payment, which it won't, that's where you, you would get you get a six month lump okay. sum. But that's pa- worth doing if you
2: uh, can. But paying back for what they withheld from you because you claimed early and your salary went over 21, 240, that will be more than likely done incrementally. So it's, and and it's I, done. I'm, that's exactly the way it's done. Okay. And I'm not making a case for claiming early in any way. I was just that has always confused me how that process works if you do. And it sounds like I had it right. You sounds like you confirmed the way I understood it. So as long as you withhold half of what you're getting after after twenty one two forty or whatever it is that year you do it, um, you're, you'd be okay. You just better pay it at the end of the year when you do your taxes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, and and uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea if you set up withholding.
2: Yes. You know, uh,
0: get, get get the coupon. Uh, you know, just go online, download the coupons, fill it out, send it in with your check. Uh, be, because um, fa- fa- failure to pay back or fail to pay taxes including social security they um th- they treat that as as a tax payment so you you, you will have penalties and interest on
2: that it's oh failure to pay. but if you pay yeah. it on time before april yeah. 15th or whatever okay yeah. you'd be okay yeah, yeah yeah and i had one more thing on i know we, we need to wrap but uh just on social security i I mean, I agree with you. I know people are worried about the year. I think now they're saying 2033. Uh, I don't think there's a politician alive today that would let either it go away, that's not going to happen, or would no. let it be reduced. Uh, what they may do, if they can do it and prolong or the, the suffering a little bit, is just raise the full retirement age for people younger um, yeah. they, they're not going to do anything to older people and people near it or on it because they vote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, yeah. I mean, well, I this is just my opinion. Many, uh, just, no, I think I, I agree with you. I, I've said this many times. Yeah. There's no way on the face of this earth that any politician worth his salt or her salt is going to go back to their uh, constituency, you go back to that district and say, Hey, my big accomplishment was cutting, re- eliminating your social security. How do yeah, you like that? Right. Yeah, you know
2: how long they would last? Oh my goodness. It would never happen. But, but okay. So raising the full retirement age for younger people and just to throw a number out, let's say, yeah, kind of do it like they did it, you know, based on what year you were born. So slowly do it. I, I can't believe it's only gone up two years since 1935. Uh, but by doing that, that, that won't help them in the short term, though. So how will they scrape by from twenty thirty three uh, up until the point where the people they raise the full retirement age on on get to it? I mean, wouldn't well, they Mike, have to do a short term measure to shore it up?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I think they're going to increase the payroll tax. Uh huh. And and they and uh, Biden in the in the Green Book, uh, you know, which is the legislate that's the executive branch's legislative agenda and tax policy agenda, talking about uh, a uh, a surcharge on people uh, with uh, uh, incomes above four hundred thousand.
2: Well, what about? Do you think it's possible they would raise that amount of your salary annually, where you're not subject to the payroll tax? And I don't even know what it is this year—like 135, random number, you know, thousand. In other words, once you hit that, you for the rest of the year you don't pay the tax on it. Well,
0: they could—they could take the cap off. That would be another possibility. With the argument is that you know the H.I. tax uh, is is taxes everything from the first dollar. And they could do the same thing with with, with
2: Social Security. I'm just thinking, what short term fix they have, you know?
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, I, it's, it's, yeah, but you know, the truth is, they may well do that, but but that's a false, that's another, you know, it's, it's factually accurate, but it's but it's another example of a false comparison. Mm-hmm. But because so, if you look at, in fact, I just mentioned this to a client this morning. If you if you look at the how the the uh, U.S. Treasury accounts for Social Security, the only the only obligation you're going to see on there for Social Security is the current years, the 2023 uh, uh, payments mm-hmm. that are that are going to be made. You do not see, you know, the the all the uh, total payments that are going to be made, future payments or anything else. Just just this year's. Uh, you know, payments, because the, the way the law is written or the way it's interpreted uh, is that you're only in technically you're only entitled to the current year's payment. You're not entitled to any future. years. Right. Well, but because again, we need workers
2: to pay it to continue to pay into it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that is a problem. That's why it's a demographic. It is a demographic problem. Uh, we're not going to be easily it's not going to be easily solved. Uh, if uh, you know, the, the number of active workers for each retiree, the number of active active workers has decreased dramatically. I mean, really and, and dramatically, decrease.
2: isn't it under three now per
0: beneficiary? Well, yeah, about well, you know, 2.5 to 2.8, going to two. And um, in, I don't know how you get 2.5 to
2: 2.8, <laughs> but it, right, exactly. <laughs> I Me mean, neither, and in, and I think this is right in 1940, it was about 42 workers per retiree. But but it was was, in other words, it was high. It was way, way higher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and,
0: you know, we also had a labor intensive uh, economy. And that's another issue uh, that because our economy is not labor intensive right now and you have got all this um, you know discussion of uh, artificial intelligence and using I know. artificial intelligence to replace human beings and uh, it it used it, it, the the question was how 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 do you how do you fit artificial intelligence into working with people now it's been reversed how do you fit people into working with artificial right. uh, intelligence and there's a lot to be i'm scared you know, concerned of it quite, quite frankly yeah. We should yeah, do a whole
2: podcast on AI because um, I'm fearful of it. A lot of people, especially with Chat GPT, are looking at it as this marvelous toy, so they're looking at it in wonder. And I'm wondering myself, how long is that going to be free? You know, uh, because I, that's my understanding of it. And secondly, I'm wondering too, when are we going to start seeing negative the negatives of AI? Um, even l- l- let's mention scam. Think of the possibilities for scammers. Oh, absolutely! Yeah,
0: absolutely. I gave I gave ChatGPT a question. It produced a report. The report was totally was totally false. Every everything everything other than the first sentence was absolutely it made it was false. Invented its own facts. So there you have the framing uh, issue that we were talking about earlier
2: yeah i it's it's scary to me and i wonder in the future unless we do something and i'm not all for government regulation but this is a case where this could drastically eliminate jobs to the point that yeah. we're really in trouble here yeah well
0: yeah well you know we're not going back to a manufacturing uh, no, economy. no i mean so this talk about onshoring is is um uh, not going to happen so We're talking. The the other concept is near-shoring, where you're bringing the supply chain to uh, Latin to Mexico, Latin America, Central America, Caribbean. I mean that that's that might be more realistic. Okay. Uh, I don't. I, you know, even even if you move some of it out of China, so you're moving it into North Vietnam. uh, Excuse me, into Vietnam, uh, or uh, you know, or Malaysia, or what have you. Yeah, but a lot of that stuff is, is textiles. You know, uh, you know, it's an early industrialization product. that is textiles.
2: Yeah, we'd automate that here, anyway. So. Oh yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Nobody's. It's not going to yeah. produce no, jobs There's a here. lot
0: to be. There's a lot to be. You should uh, do a podcast Concerned on this. about. You know, on the one hand, we have an extension of longevity. We have uh, and we have we have a larger and larger aging population, and then we have we have a challenge on how work is being uh, performed and and what we want workers uh, uh, to do. So yeah. all of all of that is is an enormous it's
2: it's, it's an enormous challenge. Interesting time to live in, and I know we got to go. We're way over, but uh, yeah. in um, in looking at the whole dynamic of remote working and how that seems to have taken. You know, a lot of people said, oh, we'll go back. We're not totally going back. I talked to plenty yeah. of people just a weekend ago who said their their they're companies at first said, yeah, we're going to go back. And then they said, nah, change of mind. We're not. Uh, work from home. Uh, yeah. And,
0: uh, yeah. Well, I don't know well, why the you... traffic's
2: not better in the morning, but a lot of people are still working from home. Uh, yeah, they, yeah,
0: they are. Uh, I mean, um, if you look at the vacancies in commercial office space it, it's quite enormous yeah uh yeah. Th- the um uh when the lease when these companies are subletting or when the leases are coming up they're they're if they're taking space it's it's a much reduced uh amount of space mm-hmm. so i mean I, yeah this is per- this is permanent uh uh yeah at least at least for now i, I yeah. know that uh wall street uh wants people to you know come back uh, banking wants people to come back the argument is they're not as efficient uh, i don't know whether that's true uh, or not i don't either
2: i don't believe it either i kind I of thought companies to. would would say hey you know uh they're productive from home and we're not having to pay all this for this big building for them to come to every day sure yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see where it goes. But wow, well, we did actually did the podcast on a Friday, the same day it dropped, so we were uh, afforded the uh, luxury of going long. We're about an hour six minutes in. So oh I guess, wow! Yeah, but anyway, it's fun. I like it. I, yeah, try think about that uh, AI podcast. That would be interesting. I think in, in okay. relating it to how it could, if possibly in the future, affect our economy, that would be fascinating. I think it'd be a great okay. conversation. Well, I, I need a couple of weeks to do. Oh no, I'm not trying to give you homework. Enough. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying.
0: <laughs> it no, would no, be a I, good it, one. It would be. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's it will. Uh, it's already impacting people. If I was still teaching, I wouldn't give anybody a term paper these
2: days. So. Uh, I know. That's the other thing, too. No kidding. But, you know, some of the stuff chat GPT uh, spits out is kind of just like a word salad. You know, you you, yeah. you read it, it's just like, okay, Captain Obvious. Um, I could have written that. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, we'll, we'll look at that then. All right.
0: Uh, I will... I'll work on that. Take me, take me a little bit. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I
2: I'll work on it. Okay. All right. Very All good. Right. Look forward to it. Well, okay. in the meantime, you know, these drop every Friday. We thank you so much for being along. And again, MoneyMattersUSA.net. And if you want to submit to Fred for Stump the Guru, just click the podcast and then the drop down for Stump the Guru. And for Fred Sade, 800-593-8188. See you next week. Money Matters USA.